Mondays. It's Great Mondays Radio. I'm Josh Levine, your host, founder of Great Mondays. We help executives from hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations build cultures that attract, engage, and retain top talent. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, hang out for about 20 minutes and I'll tell you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Great Mondays Radio. Uh, I am so excited today to talk about creating cultures of creativity uh, with my uh, good friend and very talented designer, Garrett Warren. He is the director of design at Tubi, the streaming service, uh, Tubi.tv, for those of you who are interested in checking it out. Garrett, hi, good to see you. Thanks for coming on Great Mondays. Yeah, thank you so much, Josh. Uh, that was a, a very wonderful welcome. I I, <laughs> I don't think I could have ever uh, sold myself that well through that. That's but, my job. Uh, yeah. That's my that is my job is to be able to sell the sell my guests to the yeah. utmost capacity, right? Like show them in their real light. Um, <laughs> so um, you do some really interesting work creative work. And um, I guess I want to just hear quickly, like, what is it that you do? How did you get there? Let's just level set yeah. on kind of like a little quick behind the scenes. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I, um, first of all, I want to thank you for having me on the program. I, I love the show. Uh, and I've, I've listened to many episodes now. I, I think, you know, the, the stuff that we get to talk about today is, is stuff that I'm passionate about. Um, as far as myself, I uh, have worked in a creative field for my entire career, um, mostly involved with marketing. But um, the I, I helped to, you know, build my career on helping to enter uh, build marketing campaigns for movies and television. Uh, I'm a big fan of that, uh, you know, pop culture as well. Uh, so getting to do that has always been a dream of mine. Um, and I started out very early on as a designer. I was just a graphic designer, you know, learned how to cut my teeth doing production work and worked amongst many different types of people and many different agencies, different types of leadership. Uh, and I think particularly with creative teams, you can get some really interesting cultures and, and dynamics between the people that you, you work with. Right. Uh, and from there, I grew into more of a leadership role. Uh, and currently today, I, I work at uh, 2B TV, which is a streaming service. Uh, so I'm the director of design on the, the marketing team there. So I work with the creative team and, and I, I liaise with other um, creative agencies to help get the best possible uh, creative campaigns uh, for the company and and working through um, those those creative uh, um, assets and and production work and I help to oversee all of that. So you have a lot of years working on teams trying to be creative or being mm -hmm. creative. So um, I guess the the place I want to start is what for you. When did you first see or realize or start thinking about culture as a, like a creative device or, a, you know, something that you're like, crap, I have to deal with this or, yeah. oh my God, I get to deal with this. Like, is there a moment in your, in your career where you're like, yeah, this is, this is when I figured that out. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's a fantastic question. So, um, I, 
I don't know how many listeners out there understand the world of of marketing or advertising, but um, it definitely has its own unique culture uh, in that particular industry. And early on, I worked uh, at an agency that, um, like many, you have to hustle. You have to really learn how to be efficient and work quickly. And the difficulty in that is sometimes being creative doesn't always add up to your deadline. It's sort of like sometimes you have to be creative under gunpoint is is how we've phrased it in the past is like, give us a million dollar idea that nobody's ever done before and do it at a low cost um, at, uh, you know, uh, by 9am in the morning, by 9am in the morning. So um, in terms of culture, there is this sort of underlying uh, tone where you constantly have to hustle in, in advertising. Um, yep. and, and working in creative agencies. And I learned that early on. And for me, you know, I, I am absolutely down to, to work hard. I think a lot of people out there love working hard, but when they start to lose the value in what it is that they're doing and it starts to, to become a burden or, or you start to feel pressure from leadership above, that's when you start to, uh, either lose something like quality, you may lose people, you may lose motivation. And those are things that you all, you have to constantly keep an eye on. Um, so in my profession, I've, I've seen how people can do that really, really well and keep teams together and, and motivated and feeling like the, the ship is moving um, forward. And I've been in situations where you just feel defeated and resentful and upset and and not fulfilled. Um, and because I've seen the way that it works and the way that it doesn't work, I've crafted um, the way that I help to run my teams based on those experiences. Um, and, and I really try and uh, look for individuals that are, yes, hardworking um, and, and are motivated but also understand that you know we we are all sort of in this together, and and we all have things come up, and and we can work together to to have more of like a harmonious kind of um, relationship. So how how do you get through the stressful deadlines? Then let's put those first two pieces together because yeah. I know I've been in agencies, and I wasn't. I mean advertising is even worse than than design in that capacity so i'm sure you've had some hard deadlines as you as you you know articulated and yeah. continue to what like okay you know million idea million dollar idea at gunpoint how do you keep culture together at that point because people are like yes. sweat you know thinking so hard there's like sweating blood you know it's like i'm just gonna stare at this blank sheet yeah you're like how do you how do you keep people together and on track when it's like 3 a.m and it's like third night in a row or whatever whatever the stress is yeah what how do you do it i the uh the term that i've heard thrown around and that i have thrown around myself is is always you have to keep an honest perspective on on the biggest the bigger picture so we're not curing cancer you know, we can do the best we can with the time that we got and the tools at our disposal. And as long as you kind of keep that in your back pocket and you, you just constantly remember, like, I'm doing the best I can under, under these circumstances, you, 
you tend to get, you know, forgiveness for yourself and and from mm-hmm. your fans or from your uh, your fellow uh, team employees that it's going to be okay. Like we're going to get through this. It's going to be yeah. fine. And yeah. uh, you know, we're going to do do what we can. And I think that you know those are the times where you actually can you can build the best relationships with people because you all feel like you're in the trenches, you're going through mm-hmm. something and you're like, I know this is a tough mm-hmm. obstacle that we have to overcome, but we're going to do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially from a leadership perspective, you have to be able to recognize those moments and not be the one to say, you guys figure it out. I'm heading home or I'm leaving. Right. Yeah. If you understand, you know what, my team is here. Even if I don't have an active role at this moment, you guys are building a presentation or a deck that's all been done. Your role is out. Just the, just the, the perception of you saying, you know what, I'm staying here with you guys. I don't want you to suffer alone or feel yeah. like you're yeah. suffering alone. Yeah. We're all in this together. It goes a long way. You know, I have. I have made that mistake, that exact mistake as a, yeah. as a team leader early in my career. And uh, yeah, it, it, that completely deflates it. It's like, all right, good. I, I don't, you guys, you guys are awesome. You're doing great. Just keep going. Right. Yeah. It's like, that doesn't, that's not just your job. Right. So, yeah. okay. How do you do that? How do you establish your presence now that we're all distributed? You're working. I think your team is hundred percent distributed, right? Correct. Yeah. We have people. Right. So we're, we're yeah. doing late nights. What do you do? You're like sending gifts over Slack. I'm still here guys. Like, what do you, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I try and establish boundaries for my team early on. Um, every, every team that I've been able to run and I lead, I understand that everybody kind of has different incentives for why they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the owner of a company or you're high up in the leadership, you have different incentives than your employees do in many, in many ways. If you're the owner of a company, you want your company to succeed. You, you kind of blur the lines of when you're working and when you're off work, because you are always always kind of on. Yeah. Yeah. As the owner, you're always on. Yeah. But when you hire an employee that may be a hard worker, maybe very motivated and 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 willing to do quite a bit, their incentives can be different than yours. You know, your your back is holding the weight of the company. They may not have that same um, you know stress as as you are. So, I think as a good leader, you have to constantly kind of remember that not everybody on your team is willing to hold the weight of the whole company on your back. Nor should they. And, and nor should they. Yeah. Um, so how we deal with that is we say, look, we will hustle our butts off between nine and six or, or whatever our established, you know, our hours are. Um, but beyond that, if we can wait or we can communicate and say like, does this really need to be done tonight? Let's just ask that question. And you set those boundaries. And I think when you do that for your teams, they, as a leader, they start to look to you and say like, oh, this person has my back. Mm. I want to then have theirs. Mm. Um, And I think that's very important to know that you're willing to go to bat for your team. And in return, they'll go to bat for you and they'll, 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 um, you know, be able to, to work hard. Obviously that can't happen 
every single time. If you have a deadline that's dire, you got to get that stuff done, but you do your best to plan ahead for those moments. Yeah. All right. So now, so tell me about the distributed piece of it. Yeah. So I have, I have a, a fairly small team. There's about uh, six of us total, uh, video editors, motion graphics artists, designers, and we all have kind of a mix of everything um, together. Uh, but, I, you know, everybody's spread out throughout the United States. So um, we have to try and establish rules for times for everyone. So right, I have so that's uh, the crossover. It's a lot of crossover. Uh, I have people in New York and I understand that they're on their time. I don't expect them to stay up till 9 p.m. their time to have a 5.30 meeting that ends at six o'clock my time. You know, you have to kind of work together in those ways. And um, I've had experiences where I've tried to plan sort of fun activities to thinking that, oh yeah, this is going to be a great way to for everybody to bond and build time together. Like let's have a digital virtual uh, happy hour on a Wednesday at 5.30 or something like that. And thinking like, oh, this is a great time for everybody to bond. We're just going to share, share stories and it's going to be great. We'll grab a beer, you know, just, just chat virtually. Um, but sometimes that's actually had kind of negative results because you spend time on Zooms all day and your yeah. meetings and you're doing yeah. this, that it can kind of have an opposite effect. So just being mindful of being able to, to connect with your team in a personal way, ask them questions about their life, um, remember personal thing, you know, things that they're doing or they're working on and sharing those things um, throughout little moments in the day, but also just being mindful that don't force everybody getting together to, to like hang out virtually when yeah. it it could backfire on you. You know, I do think the forcing is been, we're learning, um, by doing and screwing up, but <clears throat> I was, I was just on the, the, the phone with a colleague and as a head of HR of a 200 person startup or tech company. He's like, we're trying to get everybody back in the office for just a week at a time. And people are kicking and screaming. They're like, I don't want to go back. And so to me, it's like, like, how can we force them to do it? And I I don't think forcing is the right way to go about it. That's just, you know, it's, we have to kind of re-establish what we want. I mean, you, you have to commit as an organization as well, you have to decide. I liked what you're saying. So you're, you're, you've said a few times or a couple things that are, this is, we're going to establish, this is how we're working. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard, I've seen it called team level agreements. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that, do you, do you sort of capture it that way? Or is it just sort of like at the beginning of project, we're going to do it this way. Or when a new person comes on, you're like, Hey, nine to six, this is what I expect. How do you, how do you bring, how do you establish those? with existing or new, like is a project base, like what, what's your process there? Yeah. I, I make it very clear from the get-go because I've been in companies a lot where you sort of, it's very unclear and you come in and you're like, uh, it's a new job. I'm trying to kind of feel it out. I see some people are online till six, six thirty, seven o'clock at night. 
I don't know if I'm expected to also work as hard as all these other people, or at least that's the perception that I have. Um, I try and make that clear from day one to say like, Hey guys, here's what I do. I, I have an important time with my family at, at six o'clock. Um, I take that time off. That's my time. I don't respond to emails. I don't even come into my office when we're working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect you guys to take those moments to do the same. doesn't have to be at six, but just have open communication. Um, again, we hustle our butts off between our eight hours that we've established. Anything beyond that, in my opinion, is an exception. And we look at those as exceptions. We're willing yeah. to do it but we want to set those boundaries early on. It should never be the expectation. It it should be an exception, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just really important. Like, like whatever it is, like clarify for people. And I would even argue, although this isn't always realistic, it's like clarify even before they join the company. You're like, here's what's to expect. I mean, there's company wide, you know, it's like expectations and then you, but otherwise we as humans are going to be looking for what is, what is expected of me? Cause I want to do those, yeah. things, right. I want to succeed. Yeah. And that's what I think about when I think about creating tools for culture, it's like tools that establish that are vessels for setting expectations about what success looks like. Yeah. Yep. And how, how is that different? How is it different for, how is establishing the culture of a team? Maybe it's not, um, is how is it different than for just like a, a normal like a like a non-creative team? I don't know. Like the your business is creativity. It's got something's got to be different. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think most of the things that I'm talking about could could absolutely be applied to any business. I mean, we're we're talking about sort of just, you know, I think when I define culture, culture to me is not ping pong tables, arcade game, popcorn, beer, tap at, at the end of the day and in a physical place. Those are just objects that are added around you. Um, culture to me is the um, relationship between your employees that comes from the top down. Um, and, you know, I think uh, establishing that early on regardless of whether it's a creative team or any, any industry that you're in, um, that's, what's going to, you know, get people to be motivated to do whatever it is they're doing to help the, the, the bigger team, uh, and feeling like you're part of a group. Um, the creativity thing, I think, you know, can be interesting again, because, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you're not creative in the morning. Sometimes you're not creative in the evening. You, what you got to come up with some big idea or some design and be influenced by this, but you got to do it in a, in a short amount of time. So I think a lot of that comes with experience and training and always keeping that door open and, and feeling like if your team isn't feeling inspired or um, just is having a tough time with a task, just knowing like creativity is a very ambiguous kind of thing for different people. Um, You have to be able to open, um, have an open door to say like, here's how maybe you would do it or a more experienced designer would approach a problem and just train them to kind of think in a way that um, Mm. allows them to be efficient, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What are there any, um, 
pro tips, tricks, hacks <laughs> <laughs> when you when you're when your team is not being as creative. And maybe actually, maybe I'll ask an even more applicable question, which is let's say you don't have a team of let's um creative professionals, right? So you kind of yeah. know who's showing up to your team. Sure. But for folks that are listening, creativity, it can be a very powerful tool to be able to come up with, invent new ways of doing things. Yeah. Are there any suggestions that you have to help a team become more creative? Yeah. Become more creative together somehow? Yeah. So so we obviously work with, you know, I, I mentioned like our creative team, video editors, designers, and, and essentially digital artists. Um, but we work with a lot of project managers. We work with HR. We work with, um, you know, products designers and, and engineers and a, a bunch of different roles within the company that don't necessarily ladder up to a creative individual. But the thing that I've learned in the past is that good ideas can come from anywhere. And if you create a, essentially a culture or a, a tone that, that welcomes anyone to the table to say like, Hey, I have an idea, but I'm so scared to share it. That should not be the vibe. Like you should say, Hey, if you have an idea, say it out loud. This is a safe space. Um, you are welcome here. All, all are welcome in this spot to share their all ideas are welcome here. Yeah. Um, if it's not the big idea, that's fine, but maybe that idea sparks something else. Um, and it's just, it's creating this environment where people feel safe and welcome and comfortable to, it may not even be a creative endeavor. It could just be a way of solving a different problem an organizational problem, exactly. uh, time management problem. Yep. Um, but when you create this environment where anybody feels like they can come to the table with something, I believe you progress faster that way. Um, rather than, cause I've worked in places where you have someone who is like, does anybody care about this? Or, uh, they put down other people's ideas and it creates this environment where you're like, well, I don't want to share my idea if yeah, I'm worried yeah. somebody's going to judge me for it. Of course. That's like the big fear. That's why people don't do it is because exactly, you know, look, look yeah. like an idiot. Yeah. So I think, you know, even outside of a creative culture, just, just leaving that door open where anyone can come to the table with an idea, um, regardless of your industry is, yeah. is, you know, a best practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's, that's great. So that's a good way to kind of start to get some of those ideas on the table. So let's talk tactically then when you are, when you have a distributed team, have you found, I mean, it's, let's just, it's difficult to get everybody on a zoom call and have the same kind yeah. of interaction, right? Cause like zoom only allows one person to be talking at any one time, just as a small example of how completely inefficient that is. Right. Yeah. Do yeah. you like when you have, I don't know, we're workshopping an idea or brainstorming, I don't know what your process is, right. When you bring multiple people together online to, to be able to solve or invent or create what, like, how do you do it and, and what's worked? Yeah, that, that has been a challenge. Um, in many ways that is 
something that I think has benefited us from the pandemic is there have been, there was just a flood of tools to help people work better yep. um, when they're not in the same room together. Uh, I, I tend to be a very extroverted person. I like being around other people in the same room because you can read facial expressions. You can see excitement in people's faces. Yep. You can, um, you know, feel people's passions uh, rather than through a camera uh, and Zoom. Uh, but there are ways that you can kind of like, I'll, I'll never be one to say that Zoom will will ever replace being in the same room as a certain person. But you have to do the best you can in, in certain circumstances. So um, video call tools is, is a big part of how we communicate. We will try and hop on. We use things like Slack quite a bit just to be able to share information quickly. If you need a file, here's a file. Here's where you can get that file. Hey, did you check in on this? Um, but even Slack can be a bit difficult just because there's if you have a big company and so many people are talking to you, half your time you're spending on Slack trying to respond to people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we use tools like Figma where everyone can jump into this one thing. You can post an inspiration. You can comment on it. Say, oh, this is really great. I like this. What about this? And so it, it is another tool for allowing people to all collaborate in one place and you can kind of see what everybody's doing. Um, you can set up things for voting. If you have eight or 10 different yeah. options for a look, yeah. Yeah. how do people, you know, which one is the the favorites that, that are coming to the top? So, you know, we, tr we constantly try and test new tools as well. Okay. Um, Google Workspace has been a big one for us, just um, being able to comment and and share links and things. Right, right, right. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've adopted um, Miro as a as a yeah. platform. Um, it's a little less designery um, and more yeah. accessible. And um, I actually did. Um, I have templates on Miro for my culture modules my exercises that i so i really kind of lean pretty heavily into it it's, yeah. it's actually a pretty cool program so yeah i mean my opinion is that i think the technology is not there yet there's room for a big growth and i think you know you're looking at the zooms of the world where like oh you can now use whiteboard or yeah oh you know, it's like like there's you know slack has now these little like areas to you know post ideas so i think that it's growing i think there's some interesting opportunities there but um, yeah, that's, I mean, to me, it's, it's, that's tough. And that's one of the reasons why you would want to come together, right. Is, yeah. is purposeful to do that kind of thing. It's, it's a kind of side story that has to do with this. Um, I had started, uh, a position as a creative director of an agency, a, a, literally a few days before the pandemic was officially announced. And, um, uh, as we've talked about before, I go to Comic-Con every year and I love Comic-Con. I love getting uh, to be in person with people who love the same things. It's it's, it's a magical experience. But that year, Comic-Con was going to cancel. Um, we we knew it inevitably. Everything was going to be canceled. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the agency that I was at had to come up with an idea of how can we bring people together in a very unique way to share in a cultural moment for like a trailer for a film or an interview with a director. And so we had this idea of, um, and a lot of, this wasn't novel. I think a lot of people at this time sort of went into this space, but 
um, we built a virtual experience platform to do more than what Zoom was doing, where you felt like you could create an avatar for yourself. You could enter a web-based 3D environment. And in this case, we actually ended up working with Paramount Pictures to create uh, the Paramount Pictures backlot where you could log in from anywhere in the world and be there in a space, 3D physical space with other people. And you could move your avatar up to someone else and talk to them as if you were there. Um, so we learned a lot about how people interact and what tended to work and what didn't and what yeah. was important um, to people during that time. Uh, yeah. That, Do you think that that kind of, I mean, um, I've seen a few of these. I had uh, someone on early um, in one of my earlier episodes who's building a platform for co-working in that same way of like people right. around. Do you, do you, through that experience, do you think you're like, that was a fun experiment, but probably not, or like this piece really worked well? Um, it was, uh, I loved working on this thing. I thought it was very interesting, but I don't think it's going to change the way that um, people interact with each other. I think it was a novel idea for a very specific use case, yep. but I don't think that it is the, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to solve the solution of being in a room with someone or feeling as close to, to physically being yeah. in a room with someone. That's to, sort of the gold standard, isn't it? Like, I think yeah. that's, uh, that's, you're trying to kind of always approximate exactly the, the in-person. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Apple vision pro, if we're able to like be with our avatars and that'll be better. No. Who the hell knows? Um, Final thoughts, final tips, creativity, creating cultures of creativity, uh, distributed. Is there anything, anything you want to share that you haven't already? Um, I, I think that, you know, that this applies to anybody that you work with, but it's, it's always been kind of the golden rule of, of life, but, you know, do unto others is how you would want to be you know, treated yourself. I'm, I know that's not the right phrase. I butchered that horribly, but like the idea is there, yeah, yeah. whether you're a leader or whether you're um, an employee or, or a CEO of a, of a company, if you can just always put yourself in the position of the people that you're working with and just have some empathy and have some understanding about, you know, what people are are working on or going through or the struggles they have, the challenges they have. Mm. Um, if you always kind of remember that and, and put yourself in those shoes, I think you have the most success of getting a team that will want to um, work hard, be motivated and have your back. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. even even just in distributed, even when you're far apart, getting to know who those people are for who they yeah. are, not just during the workday. Yep. Um, sounds like a big unlock for you. Yeah. I, would, I would agree with that. Amazing. Garrett Warren, Director of Design at the streaming service Tubi.tv. You can also check out a bunch of his amazing work at the GarrettWarrenProject.com. Uh, and, and also if you have any Batman questions, you should send him and send him a, a note because he'll be able to answer that for you. He's got an entire, uh, 
wealth of Batman knowledge. Uh, so a little, little outing, uh, outing of you there for fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. It was so good to talk to you. Thank you so much, Josh. I, I had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Hey, if you want to be a guest, head over to greatmondays.com slash radio. We'd love to hear from you. And if you think this episode was interesting and your friends and fans would enjoy it, please share on social media. And if you want to get more people to understand the power of company culture in business today, please rate and review Great Mondays Radio on your podcasts app or podcast feed. It really helps us reach more people. If you want to make sure to hear more candid conversations with culture leaders, subscribe to Great Mondays Radio. And I'd love to connect with you. Find me on LinkedIn at aka Josh Levine, on YouTube at Great Mondays, and you can always email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Find out more about our work with hypergrowth technology and social enterprise organizations, or grab a copy of our book at greatmondays.com. I'm Josh Levine. Thanks for listening to Great Mondays Radio. Thanks.